Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard the guy with the cool announcer voice. This is another episode of Tailgater Sports. We have a ton of football to get to. The NFL playoffs are here. It's the coaching carousel. And don't forget, we have the college football national championship going down to top it all off. What a weekend of football. I can't wait. But before we get into any of that, I got to bring in my two guys. The first guy, his name is Randy. He's a fan of the NFC favorite question mark, Green Bay Packers. Yay, and not question mark, exclamation point. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'll get, I'll get that right next time. Oh, wait, let's not forget about me. I'm a fan of the Buffalo Bills, the AFC favorite question mark in the playoffs. Um, But that's not important. Let's get in the third guy. His name is Tyler. He's a fan of the worst NFC question mark team, Atlanta Falcons. NFL uh, team? Uh, Tyler, how you doing? <laughs> Definitely not the worst. It could be worse. We could be the Jets. Such a weird week, man. I mean, it's going to be kind of nice for you. I mean, I guess Randy, too, because his Packers don't play because they have a bye week. No stress. So I'm going to be super freaking stressed out Saturday morning. And you guys are just going to be kind of sitting back. I guarantee you'll probably be getting some shots in at me during the game. All I know is if they fall behind early and you guys start poking at me, I may just put the the group chat on mute. Let's, Let's also consider this, though. The fact that you no longer have to wake up super early on Sunday because you went to sleep super late because you were working on Saturday. Ooh, that's right. True. So now you can just get drunk deep into the night. True, true, true. But I would I would have appreciated the Bills not being the morning game on the West Coast. They're the morning game, 10 a.m. West Coast time, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not we're in the playoffs. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'm not being a beggar's can't be choosers kind of situation. But I would have liked, you know, to wake up, have my morning coffee, maybe watch a game. Have a couple, you know, sauce it up a little bit. Get my get my motor running instead of waking up at like I'm gonna probably wake up at like eight thirty, be nervous wreck, and and try to get home to my brother who who now I have to drive to get somewhere in the morning all before ten a.m. Pacific, and I, I'm being nervous wreck the entire time. I would have liked some kind of like landing way or a little bit of a a tarmac to, to you know to lift off into the playoffs, not just hey we're here, you know. I understand that, but I but I also feel consider this. What better way to start off your weekend than a dub? <sighs> or an L, man. Gee, oh, see, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I can't just dive in. All right, we're going to get into this. We're going to pick the playoff games. We're going to go run through all six of them. We got a huge weekend. Like I said, college football is coming to an end. Huge game on that side, too. But there are coaching vacancies. And we're going to put on our coaches' hats. We're going to put on the headset. And we're going to pick the best. What, what team would we pick? Okay, guys? So I need you to pay attention here. Here's all six of the teams, all right? Jobs available for the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. the New York Jets, the okay. Los Angeles Chargers, the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out, Tyler. You might be required to take the Falcons, by the way, and it's just because it's your team. The Detroit Lions and also maybe not your maybe second favorite team, the Houston Texans, Tyler. So what are we going to do here, boys? Which team would you take and put the headset on and be the coach, the next coach I, in their I history? think it's a no-brainer. If you ask me, and I think the no-brainer position is Los Angeles. I mean, when when you think as far as like teams that are just missing that one key piece, Los Angeles pops up to mind. They got a they got a stud quarterback, unless he has a, uh, unless he has a horrific second year, which I can't imagine. This dude Herbert has bro- broken every single rookie record. They got a star quarterback. They got good receivers. They got a good defense. Great secondary. Good D line. I think the 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 Los Angeles job is the job to get. That's the job you want. All right, Tyler, you're in a little bit of a hard spot here. Hypothetically, I know we're not really doing this, but you have your Falcons in one corner. You have your new home, your new baby, your new Houston Texans in another corner. You have Trevor Lawrence, who you've been swanning and swooning over 
for the last couple months in another corner with the Jags. Where are you going? Well, this is this is a tough one. If I'm a head coach, and hypothetically, let's say all six places that need coaches are offering me a job, I'm torn between two locations, and unfortunately, one of them is not Atlanta, and that makes me sad. But one of them is the Chargers. I'm not going to lie. They have a lot of young talent. They're in L.A. Justin Herbert looks great. I mean, could he have a sophomore slump? He totally could, but he looked great his first year. The team is very young. They have a lot to look Ooh, excuse me, Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, what, all right. What did you eat? What did you eat between recording? We we're, we're recording this after we just recorded what's new. So everybody kind of you know charged up. I had a banana. Randy, I, uh, Randy, I think stretches legs. You had nothing. You're just choking on your own spit. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyways, anyways, going back to that. Um, no. So like I said, the Chargers have a lot. They have receivers. They have a quarterback. They have a young running back. Their defense was very hurt last year. They had a lot of injuries on defense, but they're all going to come back healthy by next season. And their players are all young. I think half the team is under 25. The other team that is very, very interesting is Houston. And that's because of one reason and one reason only. Deshaun Watson is one of three quarterbacks that I would take first overall if I'm building a franchise around someone young. It's either Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, or Patrick Mahomes. What? And he he's just that good. Like you could hire a defensive yeah. coach, let that coach take care of the defense, and hire a subpar offensive coordinator, and Deshaun's going to do the rest. Yeah, he's like, just why, that good. Why would you want to inherit a team where the quarterback potentially wants out? Like, could you imagine True. that sort of? There's our segue here. Storm? So before we got onto the podcast, the reports around Houston was that Deshaun Watson is talking to teammates, saying he might request a trade. Tyler, Mr. Houston Moneybags over here, he said that's a bunch of BS. There's no way it happens. I, on the other hand, could see completely happening because of the fact, why would he want to stay? Why would he want to sit around and, and sit through another rebuild for the next four or five years? Uh, he, the dude just led the, the league in passing and they won what, four games, five games, something like that? I, I wouldn't want to sit around and watch a rebuild and, and waste away he, the J.J. Watt video. Oh, we wasted one of your years. You're going to waste four more of your years if you sit and, and sit through a rebuild with Joe Schmo and DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona again. You know, it's it's it doesn't make sense. I could completely see him wanting out and saying, peace out. Go get some go get a haul for me. I know you were talking about what they were reportedly want, Tyler, and it's a huge amount, which obviously you want for Deshaun Watson. I would want out, too. And, and be he could save face in a way be like, hey, get me out of here get a haul, bring in something for me, and let me go play somewhere else. I understand what you're saying. I also understand and completely get why he would be thinking that as well. However, my thinking is, if I'm him, I would wait one year because you're going to get a brand new coach. You're going to get a brand new, for the most part, pretty much entire coaching staff. And one thing that he's been wanting is just leadership, and there has been no leadership. Okay, but coaches at also all. consider this too: the reports that J.J. Watt might have just played his last game as a Texan. If yeah, you're man. at the head of the, if you're the head of the offense, how are you supposed to feel about the prospect of the head of your defense, the heart of it, leaving? So then it's like, okay, now our defense has no leader. I'm supposed to lead the charge on the offense, and in our first year, no doubt, is going to suck. Because look at look look at everything they've had to give they've had they to don't, give up. They don't have a first round pick this year, right? Or do they have? No, they traded it no, to Miami Tunsil. for Laramie Tunsil. That's yeah. insane. So, they they traded D Hop this year and they don't have a first round pick this year. 
And guess what that Wild. number, what that first one pick, uh, that first round pick is? It's number three in the draft. Oh, it's like they were that bad. My God, they could have picked, picked up uh, what's his name, the the dude from Alabama, the receiver. Yeah, Devonte Smith. He just won the highest. Yeah, Devonte Smith. Yeah, he would have been nice. Him up. They could have picked up Najee Harris because they need a running back too. They could have picked him up, but no, it's. Like it's I crazy said, to think, man. Wow, you have a QB so lead the league in passing, and you were not even an afterthought on the bubble for the playoffs. Yeah, we've been talking about this all week, and I've, I've been seeing it on Twitter. A bunch of these sports writers look at Watson's number for the season, and they say it's it's unprecedented, it's unfathomable, and it's something that almost never happens to have a quarterback who leads most offensive categories and the team is 4 and 12. It just doesn't make any sense. If you looked at his numbers, like if you hadn't even watched the Texans game all year and you just look at his numbers, you would assume the team has a minimum of 9 or 10 wins. And then you really look at it and you're like, "Wow, they're 4 and 12. They suck." So, he's really the only thing that is saving this franchise from literally having the number 1 overall pick, and he's also the one thing that keeps this team as one of the front runners for one of the best coaches available. I mean, it makes sense. It's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays I, out. I feel dude. like I feel like it makes sense on paper, but then when you consider all the potential, like Houston is the one team that has the most like rumors around. You it. know, I saw the tweets that got circulated around once he started like this story hit, and then of course the people will get him to get him to New England, get him in a Patriots uniform. I'm like, no, 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 no. The Pats need to suck for at least five more years before they get a, a capable QB. All right, so let's. I, not, I promise let's you, get that out of the, out of here, please. I promise you. Someone from Houston is getting traded to New England, whether it's Watt or it's Watson. One of those <laughs> guys go. is getting shipped off to New England. Think about it. Well, the entire see, front office of the Texans is Patriots. <laughs> so I could see it being more Watt. And why I say that is because the reason why Watt may have played his last game in Houston, it's not because he's going to be a free agent. No, he's just making too much money. And they're, I think, like $17 million over the cap. So they need to save some money somewhere. And what is scheduled to have a huge pay increase? That usually means, hey man, you're getting cut. Sorry, the, the, the Pats so, have a lot of cap room too, so there's a lot of money to yeah, play they, with over there. And they need defensive help. They would gladly fork over a bunch of money to get JJ. All Warren right, so we so are we all in agreement that's probably the Chargers' job is most appealing. I'm in yeah. pretty much the same boat with you guys. The Jaguars. I know there's a lot of talk about Urban Meyer coming out of the booth for that. It makes sense. He's he's probably, you know, he's going to need money. He can get his QB, Trevor Lawrence, take the pick. And plus, the Jaguars have a pool in their stadium. So, I mean, that's pretty sick. I'd take that job just so I get my my tan on. Hey, man, totally coach from the pool, that. call the plays. <laughs> Cushy lifestyle, man. You, you better job. have a pool in your stadium to get me out of the studio. But uh, the thing that I heard, too, though, is that, like, the difference with, would say, let's say the New York's and then the Jacksonville sort of jobs is that that doesn't need a coach? You need a complete change. Like that's yeah. why Urban Meyer's being eyed because he's going to he bring needs to come a in whole and staff. flip that program. Yeah. It's funny, dude. How do you feel if you're the Jets right now? Like you got all these studs, you got all these cute QBs. Deshaun Watson, the first round pick in one. You got Herbert in LA. Uh, probably Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Deshaun Watson in Houston. I mean, Matt Ryan is still in Atlanta. We'll see if he's there next season. And then you're the Jets, and you got Sam Darnold and a crap and a crap roster, and it, and you're dude, the, what, the buster of the I, AFC East. What I was thinking about was let's take it. Let's take the Rams, right? The Rams went from being Super Bowl contender, Sean McVay's a genius, to now, if you really think about it, potentially because they finished season ten and six. Potentially, uh, if the Chargers get the right coach, they could be the team in Los Angeles. Yeah, one hundred ten percent. I mean, that's the thing, dude. I was talking to somebody who works with the Chargers here at Alt ninety eight seven. The Chargers 
blew what four games in a row uh, with double digit leads they're easily flipped five wins if they get a coach that can just close out a victory yeah man they're they're that close all right let's shift gears here guys to the football going down this weekend we got six wild card games what are they calling it something funky super freaky wild super card weekend or wild something? card weekend with one of the games being featured on nickelodeon Dude, how, that's the that's the nickelodeon bowl yeah and what game is it i forget it's the bears saints game i think bears saints so we get to see drew Brees' potentially final game on nickelodeon dude if mitchell <laughs> trubisky sends drew Brees into retirement and it's only on nickelodeon and it's like spongebob sliming the screen every touchdown I, I think that would be the best send off I would could ever imagine. I think I think my favorite thing too has been the f- <laughs> God the fact that it's on Nickelodeon and they've been like pumping out like SpongeBob ads. So it's it'll be like a it'll show like a field goal right instead of the net it'll be SpongeBob's body. So it's like SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> fitting between the goalposts. And then Madden announced they're like, hey guys, we're gonna release a new up, a SpongeBob update like right before the wild card game. And I for one, I love this. I think NFL games should be broadcast on more children's networks just to not only force the kids to watch the sports to make them like it, but then also it's entertaining for <laughs> us. Watching. Like, like I think this is pretty fun. Like, I think the fact that I have I get to watch the Bears potentially lose to the the Saints or one up Drew Brees' final game, followed by him crying, and which is then led up by a new SpongeBob episode. I think is uh is is perfect. The, the nice little cherry on top. And of Drew Brees uh, walks off Sunday. the field for the last time of his career. He just got beat by Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears. What a career! Up next, SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Star, and the Panic Attack. Like what the hell? Come on! I uh, the love only that, thing. The only thing that makes it better is if Drew Brees loses, it's walking off the field thinking, damn, this is my last game. And what you hear in the background is sweet victory performed by SpongeBob. That'd be the best (laughs) thing ever. The bubble comes up. Hell yeah. You know, it'd be awesome. Uh, Whoever wins the game, instead of them getting like a bucket of water and ice poured on them, it's slime. There has to be some kind of because that's the thing, man. It's always some weird plug for what the networks pump in. It's always the plug for the network. It's the plug for the next big thing. It's all interconnected. So there has to be some kind of Nickelodeon tie-in to the broadcast or even on the sidelines. Like there's got to be, oh my, imagine like a SpongeBob wall, which is his face and the yellow sponge print. Like there's got to be some kind of gimmick that we're going to see that might be the best thing of the football season. Just throw me a computer generated Patrick on the sideline with a headset. Something, man. That'd be awesome. All right, let's pick the games. So we'll just go in order of the days, right? So it's not um, AFC, NFC on each day. So we'll just go in order Saturday mornings, afternoon, night, Sunday morning, after night, guys, because, you know, we'll start with the best game of the of the weekend, the best team, probably the Super Bowl winners. I'm getting way too cocky and I don't like it. Buffalo Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts. How do we feel? I know I feel pretty good and I don't like that I feel good because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan that's been scarred my entire life, but... The Bills have been so good the last month, man. I don't know how I can't like just be all in on them because my brother talks to me. I feel the same way. It's like it's so weird to be this in on the Bills because they always let us down. And I know once I open my heart, they're going to crap on it. And what a better way to crap on it than like getting upset by the freaking Colts. The Phillip Rivers, if Phillip Rivers beats us, I'm going to be so, so sad. So sad. I'd probably cry. I'd probably cry. I'm not even going to lie. I don't think I don't think you're gonna Philip Rivers is gonna beat you guys though. I think this is going to be sort of like a a, a downward spiral thing for the Colts. Someone's gonna get hurt in the first quarter and it's just gonna be it's it's just gonna be like a like a like a airplane spiraling to the ground to crash. This is gonna be Philip Rivers' last game. It's just everything is gonna go bad and it's just it's gonna be an absolute mess. I have the Bills winning for one reason and one reason only. 
and that is the game is outside in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. Dude, Phillip Rivers was a SoCal quarterback in San Diego and in L.A., and now he's a dome quarterback in Indianapolis. The dude cannot play outside in the cold. That's true, man. I don't, every time I the don't Chargers, see it happening. Every time the Chargers had a good season and traveled up to uh, – actually, no. The Chargers notoriously would always barely squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't go to like New England, and they lost yeah. to Baltimore. No, they beat smacked. Baltimore, the uh, Lamar. They lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, they lost in Pittsburgh when it was snowing in yep. the playoffs before. It's like every and this that's one that's Philip Rivers kryptonite is the cold weather. And as far as the team as a whole, it's really weird because one week, one Colts team will show up and they'll be insanely good. And the next week they'll show up and they're terrible. So we don't know which Colts team we're going to get. I have Buffalo winning. We'll see how Jonathan Taylor does. I'd even he's been kind of under the radar, man. I, he crushed a rookie, a rookie rushing record. I think he'll be, you know, I mean, obviously he probably won't win office of rookie of the year, but he should be in the talks. Uh, but he had a low-key good season, and I didn't really hear much about him at all all year. The weather, by the way, I think it's going to be 33 degrees this weekend. Oh, what yeah. a beautiful, beautiful Love day. And well. Bill's Mafia is going to oh, be Yeah, 7,000 Bill's Mafia members in the stands. Get out there. That's first home game. Dude, I would give my left nut to be in the stands right now. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. The first home game in, what, 15 years, something like that? Oh. Wow. Imagine how much those tickets cost, though. I didn't even see any get up onto the second uh, the second market or whatever it is, the secondary market. Um, I don't think people I don't if you're a Buffalo and you're, you've got season tickets, you've probably had them since you're a kid and you're not going to you're not going to give these up to first hold home on, games. since 95. Yeah, I was going to say since 95, you said 15 years, dude, it's been 25 years. Yeah, man. OK, so man. most of our entire life Damn, has gone by. Existence. Hey, man, math yeah. on the fly right now. Not good. I'm a, I told you I've done this in the past. I didn't I did oh. math on what's new with menace. I totally I suck at math. Trust me. I knew it was the 95 math in my head on the fly. Not going to happen. All right, second game on Saturday, guys. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Rams coming in. They should have Jared Goff. Yeah. That's why he had the surgery the week before the final game. That's why we had the backup bowl against the Cardinals in the Week 17 game. Um, Wolford would not be the starter. But who knows? If Jared Goff sucks, maybe they toss him in just to spark it up a little bit. But um, it's a little I, goofy. Yeah, he dude. He doesn't he look? Did he look like Sean McVay with a helmet on? He looks like a little goblin when uh, when he take his little picture, like uh, like you know Harry Potter. If you've seen Harry Potter when the first movie when he goes to get money from those trolls, oh yeah, it's like one of those. Yeah. So what are we thinking here? I'm thinking Seahawks probably crush. Really, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Really, the Seahawks offense can't can't save can't they they're just not clicking right now, and uh, I think Aaron Donald's gonna add some pressure. I think the Seahawks do win. But uh, I won't be surprised if it's like a super close game. I don't know, man. I've lost kind of faith in in the golf in the golf led offense. They, they just kind of been sputtering, and I think it might be just a kind of bigger win for the Seahawks just because the Rams don't put up any points. But Maybe. here's the thing, and this is why I agree with Randy that it's going to be close. Seattle's defense is horrible. They are god awful. No, Seattle's defense has so, been pretty good. What are you talking about? Jamal, since yeah, Jamal if, Adams came in, they were bad in the beginning, man. Jamal Adams kind of yeah. got good here the last couple of weeks, like six weeks or you're so. Thinking, you're thinking of their offense. Their offense has been doing. Awful. Wait, who, been who, did, who did Seattle play like the last two weeks? San Francisco and Arizona, two teams that aren't even in the playoffs. I mean, they're not. Seattle's defense is not that good. Yeah, but Seattle, Seattle has had this division locked up pretty much. So they've just sort of been like mailing it in. And from what I've been reading and from what I've been seeing is that the problem is their offense. Like they're trying to find yeah. identity. They're testing things out. I mean, even Russell Wilson came out and said they're like, they're, yeah, they're, we're trying they, things out. But nothing's working for them. Yeah, DK has kind of been quiet the last couple of weeks. I mean, and they've never really had a run game. So I think it's kind of you got, live and die by Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And obviously, Russell Wilson's the linchpin if he's not playing well. But I, 
even that comes down to that. I trust Russell Wilson to put together something, even if it's a one-score game. I trust Russell Wilson way, way more than than anybody on the Rams side. Here's I one also, thing though that I feel like we're that I feel like I've, I've yet to mention though is like a lot of these teams are good, but they all need that one extra piece. But because they're in the playoffs and because they've expanded the playoffs to extra teams, a lot of these teams that normally wouldn't make it in aren't in the position to get a good draft pick because they made the playoffs. So this all this has been interesting, like the implications, like the fact that the Bears could potentially. Like Trubisky isn't the guy, but they're not even in like the top fifteen draft yeah, picks. Nobody, nobody in the playoffs is going to be in a spot to improve their team. Which I mean, you're in the playoffs, which is kind of, sh- which is kind of crappy for the Washington football team. You, you're not going to get a pick when you're, yeah, two games under five hundred, something like that. I mean, the Washington football team, they could luck out. There's five potential quarterbacks coming into the draft this year that could go into the first round. I doubt that all five are going to be taken. In I the bet first they, round, uh, so. I bet they pick up that dude from North Dakota State. No, I'm actually thinking they might go after uh, Kyle Trask, the fourth-place Heisman candidate from Florida. The one who absolutely vomited on himself. And what was it? Who did they play in that bowl game? I forget. We were watching. Oklahoma. We, oh, yeah. We were, oh, yeah, them, yeah. The Sooners blew him, blew oh, the doors off of him. Boomer Sooner, baby. Would I rather take Don't Kyle Trask <laughs> or whoever the Don't Washington football team uh, backup is and Alex Smith? Um, I'll take Kyle Trask. Wait, Dwayne oh, Haskins is on the team anymore? Oh, dang. oh, he's too busy at the strip club. Hey. Um, oh. I'll tell you what though, I have an upset alert, but we'll we'll get to that. So let's 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 are we are we going? Are we going? I, I, I think also have an are we segueing to the let's segue to the game right now because that is the night game on Saturday. The Washington football team hosting, by the way, since they won their division, hosting they get to host a playoff game after limping through whatever the hell that season was in the NFC East. They get to host Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That it number one. That is. So fun. Aside from the fact that America is in turmoil, Washington DC, Washington <laughs> DC is like is like, uh, z- like you know the the zone in which uh, I can't think of the goddamn but ground zero, um, for absolute just mayhem and chaos, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming to town. Right. Um. I I think as just like I think everything's gonna click this weekend. This is my upset alert. I would not be surprised if the Washington football team. Beat the Tampa Bay Riverboat Buccaneers. Ron pull something out of his hat. I'm tell, I'm saying I'm calling it right now, man. I think I this might be the upset. So I am going to actually go with Randy, and I'm going to also pick the Washington football team. You guys are wild. I've seen this with Tom Brady. There is one thing you can do to Tom Brady that will throw him off his game, and that is if the defensive line is very good and can break through. They will. Tom Brady gets rattled. We saw it in the Super Bowl when he lost to the Giants both times. We saw it earlier this year when they played the Bears on that Thursday night football game. Tom Brady was rattled, and the freaking Bears, who the can't Bears. do anything right, Bears. the Bears, they beat Tom Brady. And I understand that game was in Chicago, but still, like Tom Brady should be tearing him apart. Mike, Mike Evans it, isn't even going to be 100%. Yeah, I was about to say, he yeah, Mike, practice. Mike right. Evans isn't 100%. And okay, you, you have Antonio Brown, I guess. Oh, no. Now he has to throw to Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin or. None of that's <laughs> going to matter if uh, Chase Young is just breaking through the line. And, look, and we already know he's going to break through the line because what did he say as he was walking out the field? He's like, I want Tom. Dude, so Tom, the balls dude. to be a rookie, to be that good as a kid. First year in the league, and you're calling Tom Brady. He's that good, but the but the funniest part too is like Tom Brady's having an interview. He's like, yeah, you know, just rookies. He's he's a kid, and then they interview Chase Young, and he's like, oh no, yeah, I want Tom Brady. I'm like, you're you cannot tell me you're not Tom Brady, and you're not 
crapping your pants a little bit. You're like, yo, this dude is a headhunter and he's coming for me. Like, come on, bro. Like there's, there's a, a part of you has, if you've been in the league as long as Tom has, and you've played with the greats, like he has, you have to know when someone is that good, they know they're that good. And you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Like when you see like JJ Watt in his early years, you're an opposing quarterback. You look at your O-line and you're like, look, we got a good group of guys, but there's no way they're stopping that thing. This doesn't feel Tom like he has to look at his line. This doesn't feel like UCF or Cincinnati or UCF or whatever like the the, the Cinderella team is in the NCAA. And then you see the signs in the stands. We want Bama. This doesn't feel like that at all. Like you this got, you got the new down. kid this on the block. He's like, I want the I want the tough guy. I want the shot at the big dog. And the big dog puts him in his place. Look, dude, for me, the way the way I see it and the way I like it, the the Washington football team beat Tampa Bay. They come up to Green Bay at Lambeau for second round. They can't take the cold. That's a dub for us. We make it to the NFC Championship. Walking in. So uh, that yeah, that's my pick. I think. Oh, see. So, so are you are you doing your heart here? Or are you doing your brain? I'm doing my guts here, man. Look, everyone called me crazy when I made when I picked Washington to win the division this year. They won the division. They did it for about Ron. They had a few. Uh, they had a few. You know, a little obstacles to get there. But uh, I still feel. I still feel. I feel good about this pick. I think I think they're the upset for this week. All right. Well, I'm picking Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I just can't pick. I've seen Tom Brady do this way too many times, man. He gets in. I get it that he. This is the first time he's playing in a wild card weekend, and for how long? Because he usually has a bye week because he's on the Pats. But I just can't bet against Tom Brady. I I think he figures it out. They've been playing a lot better than they did earlier on this year. Um, and plus, uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping for a Tom Brady Bills Super Bowl and the Bills. You know, get a little revenge on him in the Super Bowl. It's a win. You gotta but let, you after, gotta let that go. after 20 years <laughs> hey, of pain. Sh- sh- I could dream. I could dream. Okay, God. All right, fine. So you guys both got the football team, and I got the Bucks here. Okay, so moving on to Sunday, guys. Sunday morning, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans hosting that game because they doinked their way into a division title. Did you guys catch that game? Texans, I mean, yeah. I know Tyler caught it because he's the Texans homer now, but the Texans almost played spoiler and, uh, you know, gave a... A division title to the Colts who are in the wing waiting, but a doink upright in Titans get to host the game. What do we got? I got uh, Baltimore winning by a lot. I think it's not even going to be close. I think uh, Tennessee is just going to sort of disintegrate here, and uh, Baltimore is just going to run away with it. I don't know, man. I'm kind of going the other direction. I I still don't fully trust Lamar Jackson. Derrick Henry is unstoppable when he's running. Let's not forget that last year, these Titans played most of these Ravens in the playoffs and Derrick Henry basically had Earl Thomas blocking for him when he spun him around so hard. It can happen again. <laughs> He's Derrick Henry is going to bitch slap someone into next week. These lines Tyler it's, pulls out of his ass are so funny sometimes. <laughs> Dude, it's going to happen. He's just that insane of a runner. Plus, he just had a 2,000-yard campaign, the eighth time we've only ever seen that. And uh, Tannehill, when he has to, he can sling it. And he can complete a pass. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Tennessee. Ironically enough, the last time I checked, uh Tennessee is the underdog in this game. So I I yeah. pick Tennessee. I think they're gonna win. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Tennessee too, just because I don't know what you do against Derrick Henry, man. He's so good. He's so big. He's a linebacker with with wheels on his freaking feet. It's insane to see him run the ball. Tractor seat up. And plus, yeah, and I don't, it's like kind of like the same situation. I've seen the Titans kind of put it together, and I haven't seen Lamar put it together in the playoffs. He might be able to prove me wrong this year. They've been playing a lot better, obviously, of late. And they're coming out of the AFC North, which was, I mean, outside of the Steelers, which was really, really put together tight for most of the season. Um, 
I got to go to the Titans because, yeah, like you said, Ryan Tannehill has a, has a sneaky deep ball that gets you got when you aren't paying attention. So I think yeah, I think the Titans put together a decent win here at home. It helps a little bit, too. This, there's supposed to be snow this weekend in Tennessee, in Nashville, by the way. I don't know if it's snowing tonight into tomorrow or Friday into Saturday. So it's going to be cold uh, there. I know Baltimore is an outdoor weekend. team, but um, I think that helps the run game. And Lamar Jackson can't throw in weather at all, I don't think. so. Dude, what a great weekend we've got lined up. I know, I do. There's still two more games. We still got the Nickelodeon game, which we're going to talk about right now. Yes. Nickelodeon game in New Orleans. Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, kind of decent again. They had this weird little down period in the beginning where everybody was talking crap about them being, what was it, 5-0 and star, and they sucked. And now they kind of figured it out because they stopped giving Mitchell Trubisky the ball to throw. Um, them versus the Saints. What do we got? I got the Saints by, uh, by two touchdowns. Look, the Packers just blew them out. Uh, obviously, I'm a Packers homer. But people were talking all that smack about how Mitch was Mitch. They figured it out. They got the system down and then Green Bay blows them out as usual. I think the Saints do the similar fashion, although, as you mentioned early in the podcast, although it's bittersweet and a little messed up to say uh, to see Drew Brees's last game be on a Nickelodeon show, <laughs> followed up by a new episode of SpongeBob would uh, would be a little would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I also have the Saints too. just. <sighs> Trubisky sucks <laughs> so bad and they're playing in New Orleans and New Orleans defense they started out shaky at the beginning of the year they've gotten a lot better yeah that front seven that they have is actually pretty scary Cam Jordan is Cam Jordan this the Saints are too much man and like I said Trubisky sucks I feel so bad for Matt Nagy he actually has he actually has a pretty decent team but he has no quarterback whatsoever because right. Nick Foles is not any better and the best part about it is the fact that they've done so well this year that they cannot they're they're, they're not going to draft a good quarterback. They're not in a position to. At least not anybody that the uh, that analysts or experts have predicted that are, that are that's going to be good. Your NFC North is showing Randy. Stop gloating, okay? Jeez. Like man. Just saying. <laughs> Misery. Detroit, don't get me started. Misery. Give it to Randy. Yeah, so I'm going to go much the same. The defense is too good. Trubisky's going to have to throw the ball eventually because they're probably going to be trailing for a little bit. And when Mitchell Trubisky or Mitch, whatever he's going by this week or whatever his mom wants to be called. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell, Mitchell interception is probably what he should be known by at the end of this game. Big bitch Mick. <laughs> oh, gee, bitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not telling you. Bitch Bitchell, Bitchell Trubisky. <laughs> bitch. Oh, you said Bitchell. There you go. The Bears should Ditchell Trubisky. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Okay, final game of the weekend. Probably, I mean, it sucks because I don't know if the Browns would have won if they were coming in at full force, but they're dealing with COVID-19 protocols, so their head coach isn't going to be on the sideline. Their Pro Bowl left guard is out because of contact tracing, and I think they had a safety that got flagged today, too. I, I've, off the top of my head, I forget his name. So they're coming in all pieced together. It'd be cool to have an upset story. I mean, the Steelers haven't looked unbeatable here recently. They kind of, you know, limped to the finish line. They just played each other in the final week. That's why the Browns are in. I don't know if I could pick the Browns, though. I might have to pick the Steelers, I got and the, it might I got get nasty. Browns. You got the Browns. Okay. I got the Browns. I think I, I would love, as someone who just loves to see cocky teams be dealt misery, I would love to see the Steelers well, the first round, uh, first round exit. That would make me so much happier. I'd be like, I would be okay with the Bears making it to the next round. I'd rather take the Steelers lose if I had to give up something. I am actually also going to pick the Browns, uh, mainly because this is, this is not enough some, for me to get smoked in the picks again. God, may, okay, go I'm picking the Browns mainly because of something I said a couple weeks ago. I said the Steelers would finish uh, 13 and three, 
and lose in the first round of the playoffs. They ended up finishing twelve That's and right. four. You but put it on the line. I still th- well, okay. To be fair, I didn't see COVID running rampant through hey, the Browns hey, man, locker room a month hey, ago. Hey, when you but, make a bet at the sports book, it doesn't matter what happened between oh, then and the final. I know. Okay, it, I know. It's a I'm, not, bet. I'm not. I'm not going to change it. I'm still going to pick the Browns. Something I would love to see is at halftime, the music starts playing and you see Kevin Stavansky just start running through the well, tunnel well, and just joins the team on the sideline like as a WWE well, That's thing. very problematic. Um, <laughs> not going to happen. So, <laughs> so I, I, I have the Browns winning. The, the Steelers defense is really banged up. They are really hurt. Uh, Bud Dupree and uh, I can't remember who the other guy is. Two of them are out on torn ACLs. So TJ Watts basically running around doing that's it all by right. himself. Uh, Joe Hayden, I think he's a little banged up. I don't remember, but he's not what he used to be. It, Steelers and their inconsistencies on offense. I mean, if you disrupt Juju, then you get it to Chase Claypool, but he's not always reliant because sometimes he drops super easy balls. The Steelers cannot run whatsoever. I I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns, and I, I don't even know if this is technically an upset. It might be, but I'm gonna take the Browns. Okay, so obviously we got the only two teams, one from each conference sitting out this week with this whole expanded playoffs. The Chiefs and Randy's Green Bay Packers are the first round buys. They get a watch from the couch, you know, rest up. How do you think they feel this weekend? How do the Chiefs feel? They kind of limped through. They didn't limp through. They did, they just weren't as good as the Chiefs are. That's the problem with being the Chiefs. If you're not blowing out teams by 30, they kind of, everybody kind of starts questioning how well you are and how good you are, whether or not you're the actual favorite. And, you know, they won, but I think they were all, like the last four or five games were by 10, 10 points or less wins or whatever. Um, do they look beatable? I feel like they look a little beatable, guys, and my bills, you know. Yeah, I think, I think they got to be a little nervous. I think the Chiefs as a whole came into the season overly confident, but uh, I think they're starting to realize that while... You know, like last year, the difference was around this time, the Chiefs were hitting their stride. Right now, I feel like the Chiefs have sort of they've begun to sputter, whereas the Bills are really, are really I hitting feel, their stride. And this isn't me pumping my chest, you know, you know, pat myself on the back. I feel like the Bills, there's a lot of Chiefs from last year in the Bills this year. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, I see it. And I mean, it's going to suck when they lose to the Packers in the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I, uh, I God, do see no. them. I Can do you see imagine them in a, that, Randy? In a much better position. I don't know if we'd be able to handle two weeks of me and you just passively aggressively, passively aggressive, just commenting on each other's lives. I'd probably be sending you Josh Allen gifts left and right. You'd be probably <laughs> discount double checking me in the hallways. I don't know if we'd be able to survive a two week prep heading into a Super Bowl between Josh Allen and, you know what? and it's, Aaron Rodgers. It's a real possibility that all of this could be for nothing and that both of our teams get eliminated in the first games they play. Sure. And so, well, you're, you I at mean, least get to be alive next week. I do have to suffer through one more game if that happens. What do you think, Tyler? How do they feel going into We just kind of talked about the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What do you think, Tyler? I don't know, man. Kansas City, I, I think if, them, if I'm them, I would be a little bit nervous. And <laughs> this isn't me beating my chest either, but here's a really good example. A terrible Atlanta team went into Kansas City, and the only reason they lost was because of a missed last-second field mm-hmm. goal. They nearly beat them in Kansas City. And for the rest of the season, uh, the, the okay, the Raiders beat Kansas City earlier. And in the rematch, Kansas City had to go on a last-minute uh, touchdown drive to win the game. And they, they lit up 30-something points to both times that they played Vegas. The Dolphins just, played them tough, and the Bills the put a 50-burger on them. The Dolphins picked Mahomes off three times, and they're not in the playoffs. It's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I know it's not a Super Bowl hangover, but I know that there is extra pressure, and you do get more fatigued when you're defending your title. And 
I don't know if that's what the Chiefs are going through. It might be just overconfidence. They just don't look as good. I know part of it is that they don't even have a Damian Williams this year because he opted out because of COVID. So now it's Edwards Hilaire, and he started off looking great, but now he's kind of so-so. Tyreek Hill hasn't looked as explosive as last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only guy that looks the exact same is Kelsey, and I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes because he looks great, but he just doesn't seem the same way he did last and year. For as choppy as the Chiefs have been the last couple of weeks, the Packers were on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. They started kicking teams in the teeth. They had that one snow game where they just they looked better in the weather. I don't know. Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers played just as well, if not better, in the snow. I don't know if it's because the defense has played worse, but if I'm in the NFC. And I know I got to go to Green Bay at some point to get to the Super Bowl in this time of year. And with the possible snow on the forecast, I don't know how comfortable I am playing at all. Right That's now. why see, I'm feeling see, so good about our second round here's, here's one thing, though. If everything falls into place like it should and the Bucks, like they're supposed to, I'm still picking Washington. But if the Bucks, like they're supposed to, beat the Washington football team, the Bucks have to go into Green Bay. Tom Brady is very comfortable in the cold. So I don't know, man. I don't know about that Remember, one. Antonio Brown's played in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Tyler's connecting some dots here, Randy. Sorry, my dog was in the microphone. Oh my god! What do you think about the Packers potentially playing the uh, Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he feels pretty good about our odds too. I think uh, I, that's 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 another good point, though. I haven't yet to put that into consideration. If uh, if Tampa Bay does make it up to Green Bay, it's not like Tom Brady's never been in the cold before. True. God, man, what a great weekend for sports. No, and then what? Monday Monday we get the college football championship. Oh, no? there we go. There's our segue. Randy, look at you. Look at you reading the rundown. And our rundown, segue I mean, master. by rundown, I mean just a, hey, a text. This is what we're going to talk about. The college football playoffs. First of all, can we talk about Justin Fields getting up from that spear to the back? I, I fell off a fence once as a kid, and I was immobilized for like two weeks just from falling like six inches off a fence. He took a, a helmet to the to the kidney, the spleen. Is that where the spleen is? And he continued to play. I'm like, that's probably what he sounded Sorry. like. Is that your dog, Randy? Yes, my freaking dog. <laughs> Shut um, up. But he took that to the spleen, dude, and then continued to drop, what, 300 yards on, on Clemson after that? He played better almost. I, I don't understand how you play football after that kind of a hit. I know he got some shots. Probably adrenaline, man. Yeah. Like the adrenaline's pumping. He, he for sure, I, I, I was surprised... We didn't hear any reports of him potentially cracking any ribs because that, dude, that was a hard, hard so hit. So hard. Some people argue that that hit wasn't targeting. And I mean, I kind of see where their arguments are from. However, I did see also the uh, perspective of like, why are you leaning with your head that low? You yeah, know, I mean, crown. yeah, the guy needs to pick his head up and stop leaning with his head. But I, I think I it was going a, shoulder I, to the ribs and he spun into it. And, well, I sent a know. tweet to, uh, I sent a tweet to uh, Tyler. And it was from it was somebody who made the comparison of that hit with the Ryan Shazier hit that left him paralyzed. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't that different. I'm not saying it was a dumb hit. The guy's gonna hurt himself eventually, and he hurt somebody else. I mean, yeah, he's done it twice. He got he he got kicked out for the same hit in last year's playoffs. He should need he needs to change his form. But I'm thinking that hit it looked like it was going shoulder, and he spun into it a little bit. But that's neither here nor there. Justin feels balled out. And I just yeah, want man. I want to know how he felt the next morning because when that's when the painkillers wore off and you know the adrenaline of the game wore off, oh, I don't I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine how he felt getting out of bed the next day. I mean, yeah, he he for sure felt terrible. When when I played football, we had there was something that we used to call monkey bumps, and monkey bumps were the uh, the little bruises you would get on your forearms from like hitting people's helmets and stuff, and those 
hurt like a bitch. I can't fathom what Dude. bruised or potentially cracked ribs feel like the day after. They showed a picture. They showed a video of him or a clip of him getting onto the bike on the sideline. Oh yeah, he couldn't lift up his leg without wincing in like what looked like a hundred percent pain. And then he that he played what three quarters brutal. of football after, and then continued to so ball out brutal. and get his team to the national title game. Where are they going to play Alabama? Well, congratulations. Have fun. A week after, you got to go line up against Nick Saban and at the Alabama Crimson Tide, who fresh off a Heisman Trophy win. Um, they got Mac Jones. They got they put up fifty burgers regularly. Um, arguably, arguably the best team Nick Saban has ever ever assembled with absolute headhunters on defense. Mm-hmm. That destroyed yeah. Notre Dame's offensive approach and attack. Duh. <laughs> Ohio State definitely has something uh, something right. cut out for them. And that's assuming we even do get the game on Monday because apparently Ohio State's had a COVID problem. Right. So there is some rumor that yeah. they will push the game back. And it makes sense. It's the last game of the year. They you should. Might well they obviously should. But I love, the, I so, love the conspiracy theory that Nick Saban's daughter fired off on Twitter. I just pulled up that tweet yep, Go ahead and right read now. it for everybody. So what it says is... Of course, it got cut off. Give me one second. My bad. God damn it. God. I mean, you could you could argue though, even like depending on the postponement, you could say the same thing regarding what happened in Clemson because Clemson was without their offensive coordinator for the game. Right, but that's a little different than you tossing out a conspiracy theory that you know. Tyler, do you have the tweet? Go ahead. Nick Saban's uh, daughter. This is what she tweeted out. If you're not confident to play, then say it. I call BS on the COVID cases. They're just worried about their QB and want him to have more time to heal. If he's hurt, put in your backup. You didn't see us post. Uh, you didn't see us postpone the rest of the season to wait for uh, for Waddle, the wide receiver, to come back. Bye. The funny thing about that is, is that Cardell Jones saw this, retweeted it, and said, "Sure, you want to face another backup from Ohio State? You know what happened last time, right?" So <laughs> dude, uh, that football, was actually pretty funny. Dude, college football is so funny, man. It's just the dude, the, the outside noise just from people related. It's just, and then you got the like the pride from other like Cardell Jones. Who are you? You're Cardell Jones. Shut up. But then he's like, "I was the guy. You know, that was me." It was uh, the, the Plus, outside noise around college football. Is, the pettiness is so good sometimes. Plus, here's the other thing about that, too. Before Clemson played Ohio State, Dabo Swinney's like, oh, they're the 11th best team in the country. Ohio State came in and kicked their ass. Dude, that's what and I'm it saying, wasn't man. even close. So if that fired up, what do you think there's, this is going to do? There's so and, much just pettiness in college. Like, you won't get that in, in the NFL because these guys get their paychecks. They get paid. They don't care. But then the, you got just guys mouthing off everywhere in college football just because oh, it's, oh, it's so good. It's juicy. Yeah, and you know, okay, so the next, so she deleted the tweet, and the next day, she apologized. You know, Saban called up immediately. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Like, what what are you doing? I don't need no damn bulletin board material. They, you see what, yeah, for real, Dabo put how to insert it. foot, and it, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be so good. And it's the fact that all of a sudden, you got two teams who can just put up points, and like, we have a real possibility of it being like a 40-50 game. 250 burgers. I, I'm here for all the points. Devontae Smith is nasty. Mac Jones can sling it. Justin Fields is a little bit of a wild card because he kind of he looked bad in the Big Ten game, but he looked nasty in the last game. Maybe he needs to get a broken rib. Maybe he needs a broken rib to you know fire him up every game. I don't know. 
Real quick, shout out to Devontae Smith for being the first uh, Heisman wide receiver winner since 1991. Congratulations. There's your, there's your fun fact with Tyler for the day. Fun fact with Tyler for the day. So, yeah, dude, but if, I had for, no idea about that tweet, so I'm going to go ahead and put my money down on Ohio State now. You, really? You didn't, you didn't so, see so, that go on Twitter at all anywhere on your timeline? I didn't see it on Twitter. I didn't catch it. But because of that, I put my money down on Ohio State just because of how how satisfying it'll be. Because, you, dude, you already know Ohio State students – the school, the merchandise that's going to come out, it's going to be, it's going to somehow, someone clever is going to come out with the design that both incorporates Dabo Sweeney downplaying the team and then Nick Saban's daughter saying stuff. God, she, dude, she's set right now. You know what she sounds like? She sounds like that one chick from Remember the Titans, the little girl. Oh, yeah. Hang out with, uh, with uh, Denzel Washington's character mouthing off as if she was part of the team or part of the coach. Like, I'm sure the last thing uh, Nick Saban is ever thinking about is his family. All he thinks about is, Alabama football, Saban knows how momentum goes. Have, 60% of these guys aren't going to play on Sunday, and they're going to get drafted, they're going to get invited to a camp, and that's about it. So they know that this is the pinnacle of their career. Like This is their shining moment. So they're going to give everything. And I think with last week, with considering how well everyone thought Clemson was going to do and how good they said Clemson was against Alabama, Considering we just witnessed Alabama dismantle Clemson, I can only imagine what a pumped-up Ohio State team will do to uh, to Alabama if given the opportunity. All right, so are we all on the Ohio State bandwagon here? No, I'm still picking Bama. They're just too good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I still feel taking Bama. I, I kind of want it. I think it's just my emotion after the win, after seeing Justin Fields ball out, and I kind of like the chaos of it, so I'm, th- I'm going to pick Ohio State just to see what happens. But yeah, then you, you fall back into the it's Nick Saban in Alabama and he's got the most best offensive team he's ever had and the usual thing on defense and what like probably six or seven first round picks in the draft this year. And uh, and then we we just we just hyped up Ohio State for how long and then we all got kind of like, but it's it's Alabama. I mean, Nick Saban just had two guys nominated for the Heisman, and neither one of them was a running back. That tells you true. Najee how much Harris he, is nasty yeah, too. That that tells you how much that that offense has evolved because it used to be just a simple ground and pound. No, now they're actually slinging it and throwing it around. It's like Alabama was just a sleeping monster that nobody knew about, and now they're just suddenly fully awake. Oh, everybody knew about Alabama. Fully, well, I mean, they knew about it, but everybody. What was the one thing against Alabama that everybody had over here? It's like, oh, well, they don't throw yeah. very. Yeah, well, they, don't, they don't have they a QB. Don't have or think about yeah. think about Ohio State. They went from one week not potentially having a season to then having to rush out a season. I think during the game, somebody. Uh, one of the announcers mentioned how many practices it is they've missed. They've missed yeah. like three hundred practices. They could year. fall flat because they had the Clemson. They had the 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 driving force. I don't know if they all they talked about was the rematch. Clemson last year. Clemson beat them, and they showed how in the weight room since early February of the year before the 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 score of the game was in their face every workout, every workout. So I mean that's the driving force. So I could see you know if your 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 point of focus is there and now it's gone and now it's like okay well. We wanted to beat Clemson, and now we beat them. So I, I could see them falling flat just because, you know, they blew their load a little early. Um, but it would be nice to see Nick Saban squirm on the sidelines through a loss to Ohio State. Real quick, uh, I think it's to that dude, Brandon, who keeps hitting me up on Twitter. I'm not I'm not, I, I'm not changing or I'm not apologizing for my comments on Ohio State. They're going to get blown out. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Okay, it's going to happen. so lame. All right, sweet. So I think that's all the important games. Man, there Randy Randy's been in and out of saying it this entire episode. There is so much good football on in the next like four to five days. I can't wait. It's 48 hours from right now, the recording. You're probably listening to this 
later tonight yeah. on, uh, what is this, Thursday. So depending on when you're listening to this, you're less than 24 hours away from a crazy wild card weekend with the cherry on top being the college football championship. I love it. Oh, so best so last week was uh, last week was week one of run recovery for me. And uh, or well, it was it was more like the week, me preparing f- to see if I have to spend a week yeah. preparing for, you know, Rona. And so I spent the weekend in bed watching college football. And I got to say something, man. There's some there is something beautiful about falling asleep, waking up from a nap and seeing more football on. We're going to get that this weekend. And we're and you get well, it spread NFL over three football. days. Oh, Saturday, God. literally from 10 a.m. Pacific to what? Eight around 8 p.m. Pacific. I, Same I thing on Sunday. And then you got to get through I, a little bit of Monday blues. But then you get the, the 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 cherry on top of the Sunday. I still stand by the fact that uh that we should have college football games on Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. Just give it. Just give us all the. Nick all Saban the loses networks. the. Nick Saban loses the national championship. Up next, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. <laughs> all right, you guys got anything to say on the way out? I, I, I'm gonna lead it off here. I hope. I pray to God we're talking about a Bills win next time we record. If we're not, I may just mail it in and let you guys host, and I'll just kind of jump in in between crying fits because I don't know if I'll be able to host and talk about a Bills loss to Philip Rivers and the damn Colts. So let's put it out there. If they lose, nobody talk to me. But if they win, let's all be celebratory together and jump through a table, okay? What do you guys got, Randy? Um, believe it or not, guys, there's actually a basketball season going on right now. Dude, and uh, I, I got into some fantasy basketball. Don't get it. Don't like it. But I've, I'm, I'm saying it right here because I know people who are part of the league listen to this podcast. I promise to finish the season. It's just it doesn't make sense to me. And it's hard to focus on basketball when Big Daddy football's around. Exactly, man. I've been, yeah, my fantasy season sucked altogether, but the Bills are winning. So it kind of. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We have to acknowledge the winner of the uh, Tailgater Sports Uh, Fantasy Football. That's right. But shout out to Ryan, our friend Ryan. That's, there you go. There's your shout out. And then uh, (laughs) shout out to uh, to Tyler. Yeah, shout out to Tyler, who finished last in both fantasy football leagues that I'm a part of. Congrats, Tyler. You're terrible at almost everything. We'll, a, a, a very injury prone season. That's all. Yeah, we'll do it again next year and we'll be way better at it. We promise. We're still rookies at a lot of this podcast stuff and being engaged. I know we kind of redheaded stepchild a lot of people in that league. Um, Tyler, what do we got to go out on? Uh, the only thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, ever since last night, I've been playing NCAA football 14 on the 360 and they need to bring this big game back ASAP. I mean, I think everyone's been arguing that for the past like seven years. So no, it needs to come back immediately. Like, I'm going to be honest. This game is probably one of the best sports games that's ever been made. It just the amount of features that are on it and the coaching carousel alone is enough of a selling point. You need to bring it back. All right. Well, Tyler, Tyler's, a, a, Tyler's a coach in the Mac. And like he said, no shout out to Toby Tonka. Go Bulls. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bulls. There you go. Hey, and let's uh, let's keep it going here and let's give a little circle of wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm still not jumping through a table. <laughs> All right. Peace out.